following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? I am the Wizard of Jaws, joined again by the quote king, Austin Kelm. We are the Producers. What is going on, Austin? Good morning, buddy. How are you? Oh, I am swell, doing good, having a good time, and I am fired up about this topic. I, You know what? And I knew you were going to be excited that I gave you a couple of options on what which way we could roll this week. And I kind of knew this was the right direction you were going to go. Yeah. I did not see this coming. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, this is, this is a little bit different direction than we've gone. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to keep you yourself on your toes. You got to keep the body guessing every now and again. You definitely, you keep, it up. definitely keep me on my toes with this one. So the idea here is now we've done movies where we just discuss a movie for an episode we've, and we've done, done actors. actors you got it we then like and where we ranked their our favorite movies now we're talking about a specific character that crosses over different movies that crosses actually over different story arcs um and and decades of time going yes. back 70 80 years yeah it's first portrayal and still being popular today and the and the, there's no more i think iconic character than that than the joker this is easily because you like you can talk about batman right and like they, they go hand in hand they are the yin to each other's yang everybody talks about batman but like Do you know what i mean like there's so many there's a dozen batman movies well and like batman has kind of changed with the times you know from this quirky adam west utility belt goofball to you know this rich billionaire super sleuth highly trained by assassins like joker's just kind of always been constant like how he operates may be a little different but like the general idea is just there right right that they're they're all very very similar yes but i do think that there there's there's a certain adaptation that comes with it based on the the director and, and his view of what you're trying to portray here Sure. And I think the I think the cool thing about the Joker is, is there's a different side to his. We'll call it craziness. Every movie, yeah. No, no matter who you're talking about, sometimes you're a like literally a clown. Like you're just a goofball. You know what I mean? And you're doing plucky, weird pranks, and they like happen to kill people. And then right. there's the homicidal maniac side of it. And then there's the mental illness side of it. We're like, wow, okay, something is legit wrong with you do you know what i mean right so and and not and they're all kind of present in all the jokers but each one is highlighted in a like more than some of the others in a different movie absolutely and 
one of the things that I think makes him so constant throughout, like throughout most of his adaptations. I mean, I'm looking at a list here of 30, 42 people that have either played or voiced the, the character. The right. one thing that over, kind of stays since like 1954 or so like over the last 80 years. Yeah. And I mean, like the thing that kind of like stays the same is with the exception of, I believe one of them, there's really no backstory. He just is the Joker merely exists in the Batman universe. And it, like the, there, some of them even go as far as saying like the Joker exists because of Batman that like if Bruce Wayne never became Batman, the Joker wouldn't be a thing. But because Batman exists, Joker, like he, he essentially created the Joker simply by becoming Batman. Right. Like, I think they, they kind of do it with Jack Nicholson. You get just a hair of a backstory. Like, I think that's one of the only movies that I can think of recently where we're introduced to the character pre Joker. Right. Pre pre white makeup. Pre, do you know what I mean? Like where he's just a, a crime boss. You know what I mean? And then he, he fall. He gets in an encounter with Batman, falls into the, the barrel of, of chemicals and stuff. And then after some back alley plastic surgery, reconstructing his face, you know what I mean? He becomes the Joker. Right. But other than and, that, I think like the well, Dark Knight, all the other movies, he just shows up. Yeah. He's and like, already the Joker. And Jaquan Phoenix's movie, Joker, is a whole backstory of where the end of the movie is him becoming the Joker. Right. Um, like, and I don't want to say a prequel. It's not quite, it's not, you know what I mean? It's, but it is kind of a prequel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a whole origin story of how and, and the origin story, I think, is the, is the, is the right word there. Um, right. You know, when you look at all these guys too, like, it, like Jaquan Phoenix turning into the Joker has a lot to do with the Wayne family, but not directly Bruce becoming Batman. Right. But they also don't tell you, like, the, the math doesn't work out there age wise. Sure. So like Bruce is 13 in that movie. So by the time he would become <laughs> yeah. Batman, like get the training and everything else, the Joker from that movie would be in his fifties. Sure. Like, so that's, that's a little tough, but like they, they also don't like, there's another one coming out for all we know that Joker is is, is really, really just inspiration for the guy who becomes the Joker that we know in another adaptation. I could be completely off base. But right. it's 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 possible. It's something that's been discussed in the, you know, in the past. But it, it just it, the the character as a whole is fascinating because, like, I mean, even in the Batman comics, they they hint at it, like who he was before he was Joker. They hint at what his name may have been, um, like, but there, there's really no hard evidence. There's not like anytime he gets arrested, they're just like. Yep, that's the Joker's DNA, but we don't know anything else about him. Well, they, they talk about it in The Dark Knight when, when you know, uh, Heath Ledger allows himself to get arrested and he's sitting in the jail cell and he goes, uh, there's nothing on record, nothing in the DNA, nothing on fingerprints, nothing in his pocket, but knives and lint. Like they have no information on him whatsoever, like almost what, like what, he was what conjured about his, out what of about thin his, air. They have no idea. What about his clothes? Custom made with no tags. Uh, right. Nothing. Like we have no backstory on this at all. And that's Heath Ledger and that Joker in the Dark Knight is probably my favorite adaptation of the character in movies solely because he simply exists to be chaos. Like he's he's he just shows up at the end of the first movie with like there being a crime scene with a card. Right. And then 
the second movie, you know, pe- people are running around pretending to be Batman. Like, you know, there's the iconic, like, what makes you different than any of us? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and, you, and you do and You look at the dude. He's legitimately wearing like the, the, the old school street hockey pads. We all used to wear when we were kids. And it's but, so funny because you don't really pick up on it before until you like zero in on it. And you're like, nope, he's legit wearing hockey pads. Got yeah. It. Like that right. dude is legitimately Understood. wearing that old school, like chest protector that looked like a catcher's chest protector from the eighties. And he's out here fighting time, getting his ass kicked by the way. And you know, Joker I'm, just, he shows up. He's got like the, 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 ad, like the, the idea that the, the, his, his smile isn't just makeup. It's scars that are then right very poorly covered by makeup I, just the whole thing is awesome well and, and Heath Ledger was so fantastic in his portrayal of him I mean so I mean really he won an Oscar for it post post-mortem and I think yeah. both of those things had never happened before right. I don't think anybody's ever won an Oscar after they had passed away yeah and he also it, like for a comic book movie or you know air quotes superhero movie no, those things don't win Oscars. Don't no, they? Don't win. They don't get nominated for things. But his portrayal was so good and like bone chilling. Yeah, and really on another level of awesome that he won an Oscar for it. And I think, I mean, really, and you know, it's so funny because there's little things like so. I saw it in theaters twice. I went to IMAX yes. two two times. And so I, I believe IMAX I was with you at least on one of them. It, it was fantastic. So. Like there are points throughout the movie of the Dark Knight where he tells the story about how he got his scars and he changes the story every time. So legitimately, he's just making it up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm in the theory. I'm laughing because he's kind of being a clown. He's just making the story up to like freak people out. Yeah. But it's it's so sadistic and like maniacal and everybody else is like revolted and like recoiling from these stories. And here I am in the movie theater laughing because. There's, like, yeah, he just changed the story. He's just making it up. Like, there, and, and, but there's a funny, there's a funny fan theory about that. That every story he tells is essentially a story that is directed at the person he's telling it to. Sure. So, like, you know, specifically like, designed to, to freaking that person out. Exactly. Like, right. like, oh, you know, Dad used to drink a lot, and like. You're like, he's telling that story to someone who probably had an alcoholic father. And then, you know, you know, and my mom is finally going, why so serious? And like, right. you know, and, or, oh, my, my failed relationship, like, you know, my, you know, she was scarred. So I did this to myself. So she would like not feel so bad. And then she couldn't stand the sight of me. Like, you know, I, I sacrificed everything and my love didn't work. Right. Because like after I made the sacrifice, I was no longer good enough for her. And then she left me. <laughs> so like, I scarred myself and she bailed. And the, the entire the, like the entire thing is like, oh, whoever he told that to, like, had a like had a relationship where they essentially sacrificed for this person. And then they were like, mm, nah, I'm out. Like, oh, I stuck with you when you were poor. Then I did everything I could to make things okay for us, but I don't make six figures anymore. Te, you know seven figures anymore and you left me because i don't have money anymore despite the fact that i i, I went broke for you to right. make sure you had like and it's just digging at that cycle it, it's really twisting the psychological knife because you know he's he says it through the you know through the whole movie you know everyone's just one bad decision away from being crazy all it takes sometimes is a little push like right it, it just i think, what that, is I think it it's his, his i think it's his last line spoken yeah 
right? Like he's hanging upside down. Batman's like, he, he like dropped him off the roof, but then saves him. Right. Because you can't just, can't just let him die based on Batman's moral code. Yep. And literally, sometimes all he needs is a little push. And he's like dangling in that sadistic lap upside down from a skyscraper. Yeah. And I think it's, that's the last words we hear from Teeth Ledger from a movie. Like that was it. Well, he was in one other movie. And, and like, and that was actually so Jared uh, Heath Ledger was is such a method actor that people were saying like on like on uh, on set there were he he doesn't get out of character when they're done filming. He he lives in character. You know, he's not, he's not going around killing people and blowing up buildings, obviously, but just like the mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he speaks, like some of the things he says. And he was like right after this started filming one other movie. And that was a very another similar like twisted. And they, they part of the reason they say he ended up, I believe he overdosed. Was right. On, on, on he, purpose. Right. He, killed like he couldn't handle where his head was from these two movies playing those two characters back to back. That's how messed up the Joker was. He had isolated himself from his family like he was living in a hotel room. So he had like no hope, no joy, no reprieve, no, no breaks from that mindset of where he put himself to get into character right that like something simple like you can be a, a great actor and put yourself in character and then you go home at the end of the day and you see your wife and you see your kids and you see do you know what i mean and it's you're better you're not at work anymore right he doesn't do that well and really a lot of method actors don't do that you well know, that's what daniel being a method day, actor is right daniel day lewis walked around the set of lincoln like dressed like abraham lincoln all the time and made people call him mr president and treat him like abraham lincoln Right. Whether the camera was rolling or not. Yeah. Really put himself in that mindset. So, and really that's fine when you're the 16th president of the United States, it's a little bit different when you're a, a sadistical, like madman and you right. put yourself in that, that mindset. Like, I don't want to say permanently, but I mean, like, for well, an extended of, period of time, one of the truest and probably most in-depth looks at somebody playing a, a true sociopath that we see. I mean, th- th- this would have been a great, a great adaptation of a sociopath in not a Batman movie. Right, right. It didn't have to be a superhero movie. It could right. have been could have been anything. Yeah, this could have just been like a movie about a, a dude who wore clown makeup and blew up buildings and he crushed it. And like yeah. in a in a completely different way, like so then you look at like so we we kind of like said, okay, we'll take the top six, right? So we said Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Jaquan Phoenix, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, and Cesar Romano. Cesar Romano is the guy who played the Joker in the original Adam West Batman tv show right super terrible puns kerplowy pow the whole yeah like he threw threw a punch that missed by a mile and the guy like started falling before the punch even landed it was like (laughs) how well it's one of those stupid things where like you know the joker puts a bomb in the batmobile they go back to the Batcave and it blows up and like is this the end for the cape crusader and then like the next episode robin's like thank god we were wearing our anti-explosion suits batman like we're totally fine you know what i mean it was always something like, I don't want to say comically bad, but just so on par for right. all of that. There was always some ridiculous thing that saved them that they just happened to be wearing or doing at the time. Yeah, of thank, some awful thank, incident. Thank, thank God the Batcave has that stiff down breeze. The explosion just went down into the cave and I never even yeah, touched well, us yeah. and everything's fine. But the Batmobile, like exactly right. So much so that in one of the worst adaptations of Batman being the Batman and Robin movie, they actually poke fun at that where they come up on the island that I believe Riddler and Two-Face are on. And Robin goes, 
holy rusted metal batman because that was a thing it was like you know say holy and then just say something whatever is standing in front of you like holy like holy circus clown batman and they're looking at joker right like and who what he goes the the rocks they're made of metal and rusted (laughs) right they're 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 whole they're holes in them you know holy he's like oh okay don't do that (laughs) i think that one was that i think that's batman forever oh yes it was i thought that that's val kilmer and the nipple suits yes (laughs) yeah what a terrible movie i listen you know what batman forever is fine honestly i don't have a big issue with it i think batman and robin Th- that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were all just that, terrible. I think that one was worse. Well, that's what happens when Warner Brother makes it and not right. the people who make the comic books. I think that's the difference. That's anyway. So Cesar Romano <laughs> had that like legitimate, goofy, quirky clown thing going on. And Mark Hamill, when he voices the Joker, like he voices the character and like the laugh is spot on. And wait, you mean you mean Luke Skywalker is the voice of the yes. Joker? And in Batman the Animated My, Series, mind blown. Yeah, it's uh, it, it probably one of the. If you're a fan of it, you know. But if you don't, you don't. And uh, right, right, right. The 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 funny thing about that one is, the Joker in that because it's an animated series, it's meant for kids, right? Like this was the Batman that was on TV when we, when we were younger. Saturday morning cartoons, Batman and Robin. That's what we're it, talking. It was kind of like that goofy, campy thing, but. It was animated, so it could it, it looked better somehow. So like, right? You know, his his maniacal plan isn't blowing up a hospital like Heath Ledger's Joker did. It's Batman's gonna walk in and a gigantic boxing glove is gonna pop out of a present and punch him in the face. Like, right? Like, Honestly, you know what? I feel like that was kind of Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yes. That you know what I mean? Like at the end of the movie, like they're in a fist fight, like they're having their final encounter. And like in the middle of the fight, Joker pulls huge sunglasses out of his pocket, puts them on, and goes, "You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you?" And then he get, and then gets punched <laughs> in the face again by Batman. Like, but like he's not fighting back. He knows it's a mismatch. Right. Like Joker, who like six the the Dobermans on him, and you know, in Heath Ledger's Batman, where he it's a fight, and yeah. for a second he's winning. You know what I mean? Jack Nicholson's like. I know I, I, this is a one-sided fight. I am, I am a lover, not a fighter, or I'm a clown, not a fighter, however you right. want to do that. But it's, he's joking the whole time. Well, and, and that's one of the things that they talk about with like, so Heath Ledger's Joker versus like Jack Nicholson, the, the, the cartoon version that Hamill plays Cesar Romano, like they're, they're meant to be like intelligent, but goofy and kind of almost slapstick in some of their stuff. We're like, and because of their unpredictability, they can kind of hang in a fight a little bit, unless it's literally just toe to toe, mano a mano. Right. Heath Ledger's kind of stood toe to toe because of that just chaotic, all over the place and in super intelligent planning that he does. Jared Leto, in my opinion, is probably the worst person on this list because that, in, <laughs> like, like the grill and the tattoos and the obsession with knives, which is fine, but like, like, bro the emo movement called they want their shtick back you know what though I, how much of that's him versus how much of that's like the director went okay here's what i want from you and so and i he heard delivered on that i don't I know. heard um so people the, are saying J- jared leto was the joker in suicide squad the original suicide right. squad yep and he again like more like 
went shirtless most of the movie with like a, a coat over the top. He had tattoos, a grill, short hair, like slicked back. It just it didn't look like the classic Joker. And no, Ledger didn't either, but it worked. This like emo gangster Joker just it just didn't hit for me. And well, they give him like four minutes of screen time. Right, but he filmed like you, for, he filmed almost an hour of content for it. Right, so it's like if you watch the trailer for Suicide Squad, it makes it seem like the Joker is going to have some sort of prominent role in the movie, and he literally is only in it for a few minutes, and that's it. Right. Well, and he his only thing is like the pursuit of Harley Quinn. Right. I feel like the only reason he exists is to give Harley backstory. Why is Harley the way she is? Oh, well, she used to be the therapist for the Joker, and then he like converted her, and or it's like Stockholm syndrome, or like however you want to go into that. And he warped her mind, and then she became Harley Quinn. Yes, but like he he doesn't really add anything to the main story of Suicide Squad. It's just why Harley became Harley. Right. He and he's he, like, there. And he saves her. Mister Jace coming to get me. Like that's right. That's it. I don't. And like so, in it bothers me that we even consider him in like in the top six, but I mean. Yeah, the most there. recent six. I yeah, mean, but I'm like, right, right. He's no, nobody thinks Zach Galifianakis when they think guy who voiced the Joker. Right. Like, he was he was the Lego Joker. For those of you who did not know that. Right. Or like, like most people out there went the guy from the hangover. Like, yeah. No. Yes. That, that guy. <laughs> yes, that's but, him. Yeah, right. But not. Yeah. But I mean, like not in the feature film. No, no. Nobody thinks like Alan Tudyk from the who plays the Joker in the Harley Quinn animated series. I believe it is. He's, He's from a Knight's Tale and does some other stuff. He's, I mean, there, like, there's really there's, there's nobody else on the list that like kind of even makes it. So I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know most of these people. If I'm being totally honest with you, like I'm looking on this list of forty some actors, and some of them I know kind of who they are, but I would say legitimately of the forty guys that are on this list, I don't know thirty two of them. Right, like John DiMaggio is the guy who voices Bender. On Futurama, for those of you who right. played the who are like the nine of us that are fans of Futurama, <laughs> but uh, Jaquan Phoenix is the most recent adaptation, and he they like they took a different like run with him, right? So they took the here's a struggling clown who has a weird disorder that when he's uncomfortable he laughs, right? And, and he because can't he's control it. And because he's trying not to, it comes across more as a giggle. And he actually carries a card with him and that he hands to people when he's like, I'm not laughing at you. Like, like this is a, a condition I have. I can't help it type thing. Right. Because he can't stop laughing to voice that. And the whole thing is just how much he's, I mean, at one point he finds out he might be Bruce Wayne's kid or Thomas Wayne's kid. Then he finds out like he's probably not. Then he finds out like that his mom is to kind of treats him like an asshole. And then he ends up going viral because in his warped mind, he thinks he just, he, he gets on stage on this like open mic night and crushes it. And it turns out he gets on stage on this open mic night and goes viral for the worst reasons. Because like he can't get through a joke because he's laughing too hard because he's uncomfortable. And he gets pulled on a late night TV show where they openly and actively mock him on the air in his clown makeup. And he shoots the guy. 
Right. Which Robert and it's Robert De Niro, which yes. I think is funny that he's Robert De Niro. We have this role for you. You're going to be a talk show host in a right. superhero movie. All right. I'm down. Let's do that. Sounds good. Well, could you even consider Joker a superhero movie? I mean, I, I know um, it fits the genre technically. But, but. That, yeah, right. That it's kind of now see the, and that one's like the least like all the other ones because there isn't a superhero. There right. isn't a caped crusader. There isn't a bat signal. There's not any of that stuff going on. It's legitimately just a man with a mental illness. And really most of the movie, how awful people treat him for most like, like at the end of the day, like he's a statistic bad guy who legitimately like murders people. Yeah. But you st- like, I feel bad for him. Do you know what I mean? And I think they yes. did a great job of portraying that, that you go, well, you know what? That guy was a dick. He kind of had it coming. Not that anybody deserves to die, but like, wow, you treated him so badly. Right. Do you know what like, I mean? When he is a mental it's a miracle, disorder. It's a miracle it took that long to get there. Like, right. I mean, because like the, the start of the movie is like he gets his ass kicked. Like trying to get someone sign back or something for them, like somebody who who is working as like a, a sign twirler or some shit, like they get their sign stolen. He tries to like be the nice guy and get it back and gets his ass kicked for it and then almost gets fired for it because he shows up to work like because he gets to work late and he's like beat to hell. And it's like. uh, That's really crappy and like. Just the entirety of the whole thing, like just the whole way that he is treated throughout the whole movie and you're kind of like 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 the way and it's funny because it's kind of told from his perspective. So you see like how crappy and downtrodden Gotham is where when the story is told from Batman's perspective, it's a great town that his family once saved that needs saving again. Mm-hmm. Like, and in the, in, in the movie Joker, it's, this is a shithole that is kept there by the, like by the, by the elites, like the Waynes and the crime bosses of, of Gotham. And n- never the two should mix. Like, the, the rich people at the crime bosses do whatever the crime bosses don't go after the rich people and everyone else suffers for it. Right. And th- this is how th- this incantation of Joker becomes a thing. And really, and again, I think they did a, a great job of, of telling the same story in a different way that it, it's so di- it's different from Jack Nicholson. It's different than Heath Ledger, because really it, it, we joke all the time, especially doing this podcast that there, there are no original ideas in Hollywood. Right. It's all it, right. It's Iron Man 17 and it's Thor five. And it, you know what I mean? And like, I'll, I would watch both of those movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, so I'm, I'm guilty of why they keep doing it because I'm going to go and I'm going to spend the money and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to go watch those things. So if people stopped watching them, they'd stop making them. Right. However, in this specific thing, like you think, wow, there's, there's so much tread on the, or there's not a lot of tread left on the Joker tires, but they did a, a fantastic job of kind of reinventing the bad guy every time, <clears throat> every time the movie comes out. That's yeah. a slightly different adaptation every time you see it. Whereas Batman, okay, sometimes the armor changes. So, you know what I mean? The, the Alfred's different in almost every new adaptation of it. It's a different actor. And same thing with Batman and the voice changes. Like it, it reminds me of uh, what is that? Neighbors with uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Zach Efron. Yes. And he, and he's going, my bad. I'm, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. And like one of them is doing Michael Keaton, Batman. And one of them is doing <laughs> Christian Bale, Batman. And they're both. No, I'm, I'm Batman. No, and they're just going right. 
<laughs> so it's kind of the, it's, it's the same thing. Like that's it's how they know Batman. So little things change well, like that. And like that's that's one of the cool things about like this type of. And I'm I'm not a big fan of the DC extended universe because the only thing in my opinion they've done right was the Dark Knight trilogy, the standalone Joker movie, and every TV show that's been on the CW, and that's it. Right, like you can't get well, anything you right. If listen, if if DC existed by itself, we probably would have a higher opinion of it. The fact that Marvel just kicks so much ass every time yes. a movie comes, like, and they're so good and they break box office records, it's really, really difficult to compete with that. Yeah, when when Marvel's just well, and like, I, and the with the expectation of like, you know, combining universes, like they're pulling the like the Marvel TV shows didn't do great, but they're starting to pull the characters from them into the cinematic universe. Right. You know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. existed alongside the Avengers movies. Like mm-hmm. all of those things took place like within the same universe where like the CW, like they, the, the, one of the CW or two of the CW uh, shows reference Joker a few times. He's never in it, but they reference him. Right. None of the movies touch on like the Flash is different. The Green Arrow is different. Like they're all just different people. Um, and all like the movies don't connect at all. They made two Suicide Squad movies within like a year, like within like four years of each other. And they don't know if one's a sequel to the other, if they're even, but the same girl plays Harley Quinn. So like, right, right. Like they just don't, there's just no continuity there. The one thing that there is continuity in is one, every actor who's played the Joker, like the major ones we've talked about, have all done method acting to do it. So like uh, Jared Leto, mailed dead rats to the rest of the like the cast of suicide squad they actually hired a therapist while filming to make sure nobody actually went nuts because of how in character these guys get like uh jaquan phoenix went on an extreme diet lost 52 pounds to look like that skinny gangly like and it's funny because if you look at him versus the um like versus his actual acting picture on imdb they don't like their eyebrows look similar and that's about it right <laughs> um so uh, obvi- oddly enough the smile the joker smile was inspired by the man who laughs which is a, a 1928 silent film i'm looking at it like this picture it's creepy this dude should have played joker I'm like holy shit it's it, it, it's it's all over he's i think he he makes the list of all-time villains I mean, which is probably why there's 40 different actors that have portrayed him. But if you asked anybody who, who's into the into answering the question, we'll say that you don't might get you might get Darth Vader. You might get the Joker. You know what I mean? But there's there's a set list that I feel like almost everybody would name. And it's always the Joker. And you can have your favorites. Like, obviously, Jared Leto is not very high on either one of our lists. Correct. However, you know, what I mean, that doesn't mean that the character. So, so somebody's favorite villain and it doesn't I don't really care which actor it is because they all did a great job in their own way. It make, yes. makes the, the top all time villains. For for what we're talking about, and well, it doesn't have to be superhero movies, just the primary anti just the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. It, they, it always gets ranked. Well, and so and, and that was actually the point I was trying to get to that. I distracted myself from um, <laughs> like the different adaptations of him were like and like and Batman's in the same boat where like you got one guy playing Batman and talking like this when he's in the cowl. 
And then Christian Bale talks like this, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, like Heath Ledger, the whole like licking the side of his mouth and like the whole like just kind of talking like this versus, you know, other guys who, you know, a little bit slower, more maniacal, other guys like laughing through everything they say. Uh, it, and it's awesome, but it also plays to, and we talked about this before we hit record the theory, and it's actually not so much a theory anymore that the Joker actually isn't crazy. He's actually super sane. So he like, instead of being like, here's everybody like down the middle, then there's people who are insane leaning towards sociopathic. He actually goes the other way, like to the other end of the spectrum where We're like bored of almost on genius. Yes. Where and he is hi- like super intelligent and he's actually hyper aware of the world he's living in. Like he sees life on a different plane than we do and that he no longer cares. So like the, the best way we describe like that, I found to describe this was he'd be the guy that would be looking at a guy at, at someone and say, say somebody's walking on water and our brains as normal people have created concepts and constructs to explain things that we don't understand. The easiest one that everyone has used throughout entirety of history is religion. So if we saw somebody walking on water. We'd be like, holy shit. That's probably God. He'd be like, right. How does, how does he do that? Huh? That guy's walking on water. I wonder if he can breathe underwater and then proceed to hold him underwater to see if he drowned. And, but instead of him being like, oh my God, this guy's dying. I should not do this. He would literally sit there and, oh, He's breathing underwater. Where'd I put my hat? Or right. oh, almost almost like hypothesis proven. Moving like, on. Or oh, he died. Where'd I put my hat? Like it just doesn't matter. Like we're just all part of some weird circus ride, and he exists outside of that because he understands that nothing matters, so nothing matters. And it's probably the most in tune with the character that I've ever seen a theory. Like right. Well, he, he's got a couple of moments of just unbelievable genius. So, again, not, not keep going back to, to Heath Ledger's character. When he's in the jail cell, he's in the, the room, and he's talking to uh, one of the, the detectives yeah. that arrests him, who's, like, just watching the room. And he goes, in the final moments of everybody's lives, you get to see who their true colors are. Do you know what I mean? Like, they reveal to you who they, they really, really are, are. In, their, in their last moments. He goes, so in a lot of ways, I knew your friends better than you ever did. And really, and it's just, and again, it's it's a mean thing, it's a hurtful thing, it's sadistic, and yet, it's true in a lot of ways. It's it's not not factual, right? What he's saying, do you know what I mean? It, it's very true. And like, you know, he even says like, "Do you want to know which one of your friends were cowards?" Like, right? And it, it's funny because like, so he's actually meant to be a like the dark mirror of Batman. So Batman like doesn't kill, you know. He, he pushes the rules to an extent, but he like he stands for order. He stands for, um, you know, he stands for order. He stands for good, w- right. And Joker's just chaos. And I think an- another ledger quote that speaks that is, you know, and you said it before we even started, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do if I actually caught one. Like, right. Nobody, nobody freaks out when everything's going according to plan. You know, if I say a, a truck full of sh- soldiers was going to get blown up, nobody bats an eye. But if I say if one little old mayor is going to get shot, everybody loses their minds. Like it's right. just, it just everybody freaks out when it doesn't go according to plan. It doesn't matter what that plan is, as long as it's according to the plan, it's fine. 
But as soon as we are, we're, we're off of that, then then never mind. Forget about it. Right. Just a nut job. Yeah. And it'd be like but so much, so much. So like there, there've been like incantations of the Joker that like cut his own face off and left it as evidence that he was dead. And then later stapled it back on because yeah, it doesn't crazy. matter. And uh, really, really committing to the ruse. So, so <laughs> right? just really going all in on that. One one more fun fact about the Joker: He was actually killed by uh, by Superman in one story arc. Like the entire <laughs> so the entire thing is like, uh, and if you've ever watched the college humor Batman skits, where they essentially mock Batman, um, he essentially like the like the college humor Batman it makes fun of Superman being like, like you have a heat vision. If I were you, like I could have just heat visioned Bane's arms off and beat him with them. What do you like? What do you do with it? Like, excuse me, madam. You might do. Would you like me to warm up your porridge? It's like Batman's entire thing. Every, every single body that Joker kills after the first encounter that Batman beats Joker is on Batman's head, which is part of the reason Joker keeps doing it. It's a, it's an obsession. You won't kill people, but because you won't kill me, I keep killing people, which means you're killing people but I'm not killing them. You are. No, you are. Cause you could kill me and stop it. Like he kind of well, paints him well, into that. Well, he's, he, I think he says that to him. Yes. Then he goes, when I, when I came out, he goes, I, I told you it was all on you. He goes, and you let six people die. He goes, even for me, that's pretty cold. <laughs> right. Like, and it's, it, it's funny because you take that and. Oh, damn it. I forgot what I was going with this. Oh, so like in an encounter with Superman, like he threatens Lois Lane. And Superman just punches a hole in his chest, like straight through him, rips his heart out and kills him in that story arc. And Batman's like, why did you do that? And he's like, why didn't you? Right. And it, it's just the the consummate chaotic existence of the Joker to a T between the, the symbol of hope and Batman, who is supposed to be like another symbol of hope or whatever that like is he's supposed to be. And it it's really, really funny. Because how do you how do you stop a dude like this? Just kill him. He doesn't care. Kill him. And, and that's and that's the constant back and forth that Batman and Joker have. He goes, that's why we're destined to do this forever. Because you won't kill me based on some ridiculous moral code. And, and I won't, I won't kill stop. you be well, I won't kill oh. you because it's just too much. You're just too much fun. Like right. it's it's really just in their own heads that they're gonna keep duking it out forever ongoing never ending because of what each one of them believes in their core essentially is what it is he and the joker is so convinced that he can push batman over that edge that at one point batman actually beats him within an inch of his life and stops from killing him only for joker to break his own neck to make it look like batman killed him right and that really is the whole thing it's just they're they're absolutely crazy with stuff like that, and and I think all of them do a good job of, of portraying that. Yeah, absolutely. From from a care from a character standpoint, uh, like from like just different sides of the same character, and you could actually make the make the argument that all of them play the same guy, and it's just different a different day in the Joker's life is is like one day it's Phoenix, one day it's Leto, one day it's Nicholson, one it could just just on how he wakes up that day, right. But this was a lot of fun. This was a great, I think, nice change up again. 
uh, changing pace, getting into it. And I'm going to have a lot of fun making the artwork for this one because I'm going to put a Joker. <laughs> I'm going I'm to try to make us up both like Jokers from those two uh, two pictures I used with the two of us. I always knew you wanted to put makeup on me. Son Word. Of <laughs> All so, right. Uh, Podducer is part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, like, follow, share, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us, you know where to find us. Find us on Facebook. Follow us there. Like, you know, tell your friends, invite people to like the pages and stuff. And uh, with that being said, on behalf of the Statman, nope, quote king on this episode, <laughs> on this show. Sorry, I'm on my brain somewhere else. Uh, I am the Wizard of Jaws, and we'll catch you guys next week. And cut. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.